Hey everybody, you're listening to the Smoke Meat Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Pittman. Smoke Meat is brought to you by Joe's Underground at the corner of 8th and Broad in Augusta, Georgia in the bottom of the Lamar Building. Joe's is such a great place to go just unwind, have a drink, have a little snack. Jeremy and the gang make you feel like family. Even if it's your first time there, they make it feel like you've been there for years. So everybody going down to Joe's, I goes to Joe's and so should you. Today, my guest is Mr. Sam Quansman. Mr. Sam has done a lot of voiceover work. Uh, he has been a little quacker in the new Tom and Jerry cartoons, has helped write a lot of those. Uh, has just done so many different things. Uh, and he's got so much good stuff to tell. You know, he's he's worked with Jerry Seinfeld. He's he's just he's just done so many neat things. So we're gonna get this thing kicked off right here on Smoked Meat. How you doing today, Sam? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you, my man? Oh man, if I was any better, I would be twins. Yeah. <laughs> What's your name? My Who name, are you? My name is Brad Pittman, and my other ego's name is Brad Pittman also. And you could be Brad Pitt, but if you take the man off, yeah. hey, your guys would be twins. There you go. I'm Brad Pitt, yeah. but but the man. Brad, close enough. There you go. <laughs> if you just call up some woman and say you're Brad Pitt, man, uh, that would work. Yeah. Probably uh, score pretty well. See, my, my goal is to make it big enough in the in the podcasting industry where Brad Pitt goes, I'm, I'm like Brad Pittman, but without the man. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're just as good looking, but I, I, I'm going to pass on that one. I've, I've got the face for radio. <laughs> oh, most I have definitely. the voice for television. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sam, you have been in all kind of stuff, man. I mean, to tell you, I was, I was doing my research and just kind of looking over IMDb and everything. And, man, you, you have yeah. just done so much great things. I mean, I, I saw where you were in Maine with Lucille Ball. Yeah, Lucy. Yeah, she was a lot of fun. I danced in that movie. Uh, and um, uh, for Anna White, who was the uh, Academy Award winning choreographer, and I did a Disney show with her begin in the beginning. But Lucy, I mean, I was just a kid and dancing in the movie, I'd jump over hedges and do these jumps and leaps. And, and I'd ask her questions, you know, she was a big movie star, and but she would talk to you. She's a very furious woman, but she could talk to you. And uh, I'd say, you know, I really like the Three Stooges. And she'd say, they're bad props, bad props, they almost killed me. And she told me a story about how she was in a Three Stooges movie. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Three Stooges short, and, and she's supposed to be powdering her face, but the powder was very fine, and Larry fine, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> You know, turned on a fan that was by the, the powder, and it went into her face. And she opened up her mouth and her eyes and went, <gasps> and it went into her throat and her eyes and her upper nose. And she went to the hospital. She said she was there for three days, and she couldn't. She every time she blinked, it was like sandpaper. She said it was awful. Oh. And uh, many years later, I saw the episode, and sure enough, there's a big jump cut right between um, her. Uh, you know, taking in this powder in her face. Oh, and uh, so, you know, bad props. And then she told me a great story uh, that um, she was uh, uh, driving to MGM Studios and um, she'd come from the dentist. And back then during World War II, they didn't put silver in your mouth 
the uh, filling with some some other substance. Mm-hmm. And as she gets closer to MGM Studios, she hears German in her tooth. She's got radio waves coming in from her tooth. <laughs> That's what she told me. And it was in German. So she calls the FBI or the police, and they drive around till it gets louder and louder. And sure enough, she found a nest, a nest of Nazi spies spying on the MGM Studios. Holy crap! From her, from her tooth. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> you know, I'd always heard about people back in the old days before they changed the fillings that would pick up the radio on their fillings. Yeah, I, yeah, um, amazing. You know, uh, it's just. Uh, unbelievable you know that she would tell me this story but she was very proud of that and and then uh, bob preston was on the show robert preston you had to be you had to call him bob mm-hmm. and i went up to him one day and i said you know you're really great a music man and he looks at me and he says you know kid i've done more than that and i'm like oh god <laughs> you know <laughs> but he was very nice about it and then um bob uh, Bob was, you know, we were shooting all day at uh, the ranch, Warner Ranch up in Santa Clarita. And uh, so I'm standing there and I take a picture of Lucy on her horse. And uh, she she looks over at Bob and Bob goes, you know, I'm going to sit with the ladies. And all the girls go, woo, because they had these bleachers where the female dancers or the, any dancer could sit and rest in between takes. Mm-hmm. So they're all up in the on the bleachers all these women and he sits right between them and he's all just really you know happy and she yells out you know hey bob how's your wife everybody laughs he goes fine how's yours (laughs) (laughs) she laughed and everybody else laughed so you know but she was very down to earth just very serious i really loved working with her i wish i'd done more with her yeah. But that was uh, quite a quite a movie. It was a fun movie. And then I started in a show called Disney on Parade as a dancer and the voice of Donald Duck for the show. Mm-hmm. And that's how I perfected the voice of Donald Duck. You know, as many and voices I, as I can do, I can not do Donald Duck. Yeah, Donald Duck, uh, for some reason, is pretty unique. You know, it's like... And that's Donald. Now I'm Little Quacker for Tom and Jerry cartoons, and he sounds like this. He's. So he's more innocent, mm-hmm. much more innocent. Hey, he's always yeah. been my favorite on Tom and Jerry. Yeah, and Donald is just he's a, he any little thing will set him off. Yeah. So that's the difference, mm-hmm. and you have to convey that, and you know, voiceover acting is acting. Call it voice acting because you really have to um that little character donald or little quacker for tom and jerry cartoons that i do mm-hmm. he has to be able to laugh cry sing feel sad uh get angry you know all the emotions you have to give him a life mm-hmm. and that's part of it you know yeah um no. i've, I've, I've yeah. thought about getting into voiceover and you know, I've I've got a friend. He's he's one of our doctors that wrote a book, and I'm actually going to do a radio play of the book for him. And yeah, I'm all yeah. the voices in the book, and I'm learning really quickly that it's a lot harder than it, than, than it seems like it would be. But I'm I'm enjoying the challenge because there's so many different characters in this book. I'm not being the females because I do 
my, my voice is just way too low and I the editing would just be horrible but I mean yeah it, well listen you have a nice speaking voice well thank you and yeah seriously you could do a lot of different characters with that voice you know uh it's just it's acting 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 is the idea behind it you know and uh that's the big deal yeah 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 well my head is definitely off to you because this is not easy i'm learning quick <laughs> well i'm also writing uh some uh episodes of tom and jerry now mm -hmm. and i'm very happy to do that tom and jerry uh we're in our sixth season and this year we will be Tom and Jerry in, in a big city like New York, a generic New York City. Mm -hmm. And that'll be coming out this year. And there's a big movie called Tom and Jerry in New York, and uh, I'm not in it. But uh, it's a hybrid movie with Tom and Jerry and, you know, some actors. And uh, it should be out in December. But I'm not in it. So <laughs> uh -huh. there you go. But Tom and Jerry's are great, you know, six seasons. And... Uh, I'm really proud to be in that. I'm just so thrilled. There's a story behind that, too. Uh, after I'd done Donald Duck, 25 years later, this guy calls me up out of the blue and says, you still do a good duck? And I said, yeah, who are you? <laughs> you know? He goes, well, I was an animation supervisor at Disney, and you came into the animation department, did the best Donald Duck, and, you know, I don't think it's much of a stretch for you. And uh, so we wound up doing it. And Warner Brothers still had auditioned 3,000 voice actors for that one role. Holy crap. So that's how competitive it is. If you win, you, you it's like winning the lottery. Mm -hmm. But I was thrilled because I had the backing of the producer, so I was lucky. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was very nice. So <clears throat> that's what it takes. There's cool. a lot of people out there want to be actors, want to be writers, want to be in showbiz, and, you know, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not, oh, gee, I'm going to be famous overnight. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and listening to other other people, you know, do different voices. You know, I've, I've got a bunch of different voices and characters that I do, and uh, one of my favorite ones is uh, Hank Hill from King of the Hill, obviously. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I just would love to sell propane and propane accessories, but... Seeing as how that character's already taken, and I, I've actually had people wanting me to do a radio ad for him in that voice, and I'm like, I don't know how that would work, you know. Uh, well, just so you know, uh, I met Mel Blank, the voice of you know Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Yosemite Sam, you know, mm -hmm. everybody, all those Warner Brothers, <laughs> one yeah. guy, and uh, his son introduced us. I was at the Mel Blank School of Voices that he had for a while. So he said, uh, Donald Duck, meet Daffy Duck. So I did Donald, he did Daffy. And he said, it's great, you can do somebody else's voice, but I made my career on original voices. Mm -hmm. And he was right, but he was also wrong. Mm -hmm. Because when he passed away, it took six people to replace him. Mm. So hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, you need people to, you know, create keep these characters going and you know time uh, time eventually brings others into into this these jobs mm -hmm. so i mean the guy who did donald duck's been gone for 20 30 40 years 30 years already mm -hmm. you know and um he was a great guy yeah. um yeah so that's it you know i mean 
that's my best advice to you is don't worry about it. Just if you can do it, great. And you don't have to do somebody else's voice. Mm -hmm. They always look for unique voices, original voices. So your voice is your original voice. Definitely is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I actually did a, did a podcast a couple of weeks ago. I woke up one morning and got bored. And I've got some characters that I do on YouTube, and I actually sat here and interviewed my characters. And yeah, instead exactly. of instead of you know I, I I wouldn't record the questions and then go back and record the answers. I basically just went back and forth between the voices, and that was a challenge, but it was so much fun to do. Yeah, it is. It really it really is. It's just you got to give it a life. Yeah, give it a life. You know, that's the whole idea. Yeah. So, yeah and uh and um that's the key to to voice acting it's acting mm -hmm. so that's what you want to do you know mm -hmm. so anyway uh i uh i'm i was a dancer you know i started as a dancer in a show called disney on parade with a guy named patrick swayze and anna white was the choreographer she had just won the academy award for oliver two okay. years earlier i have to look those two up <laughs> yeah and i uh, uh what did i want to tell you um oh well i'm still dancing professionally you know i'm uh i'm the male stripper at the jewish home for the aged here in Reseda. So. nice <laughs> nice I'm, yeah i'm working on getting into chunk and dales yeah <laughs> yeah uh, my my big joke that was it Hey, but, but it was a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. So mm. I did that, and I did Lifeguard, and I did, as an actor, I was trying to get out of act, out of dancing and get into acting, and so stuff like that. So any any other questions? Uh, any other questions? Yeah, um, you know, like I say, I, I looked at the IMDB thing. You know, that's just the simplest research and what where I start at. And mm -hmm. you are so varied. I mean, you've gone from Maine to lifeguard to airwolf to robot chicken. <laughs> yeah, robot chicken was like, great. We did Holy Mickey crap. and Donald. Yeah, we did Mickey and Donald at a bar picking up chicks. So. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! I do a good Mickey. I do a horrible Mickey too, though. <laughs> well, I know Mickey. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I know I know um, uh, Goofy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a great guy, really a great guy. He has a new series out, by the way. You might want to, it, it's Disney Plus. You might want to uh, plug this. This is Disney Plus. It's called A Dog's Life. And Bill, who's the voice of Goofy and Pluto, is the host and uh, goes around the country finding dogs that do amazing things, amazing jobs and stuff. So uh, it's quite a, quite a great great series. It opens with a dog who can uh, find whale poop in the ocean. And <laughs> that's a skill. <laughs> that's a skill. These dogs are amazing what they can do, you know, through their sense of smell. And uh, it's quite amazing. So. Yeah. Any, anybody that says that dogs don't understand has never been around a dog. Yeah, they really know. They really, they, they, they can really figure you out. You know, it's incredible. Yeah. You know? They're amazing. And they're so loyal. If I known that, I wish just had a dog and just had a woman for sex. That's it, you know. <laughs> I tell you, I, I, I loved what Louis Grizzard used to say about marriage. He, he'd been yeah. married so many times. He said, "I'm never getting married again. I'm just going to find a woman I hate and buy her a house." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna watch the dog's life because we've got Disney Plus and yes, I'm I'm almost 50 years old and I watch Disney Plus. I'm not ashamed, but I've not oh, watched yeah. the haven't watched the Mandalorian yet. <laughs> I'm I'm holding out, but to me, the only three Star Wars are the original three, so <laughs> I'm that yeah. guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's great. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh so anyway, um, yeah. So I'm um. You know, I'm still working. I'm on the Tom and Jerry show. And uh, like I say, we're in our sixth season. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a movie called Letters from a Nut, produced by Jerry Seinfeld, which is on Amazon Prime. I play a depressed clown. Gee, no <laughs> typecasting, you know? <laughs> no, no typecasting at all. Yeah, I did Comedians of Cars Getting Coffee. Uh, I was his product placement guy. Mm -hmm. And I did a couple of episodes for him. And uh, he's a great guy, does great work. And um, he's a successful uh, dude. I mean, Comedians in Cars, terrific. So I did that, and, um, you know, it was written by the great Barry Martyr, who uh, is Seinfeld's head writer. Mm -hmm. He wrote on Seinfeld, and so he created Letters from a Nut, the books, and, uh, and the movie is shot as a stage play. It was a stage play at the Geffen Theater here in L.A., and they shot it as a stage play. So mm -hmm. uh, it's a fun, fun show to watch. It's just very funny and and uh, you know Jerry produced it, so that yeah. was great. So, yeah, now, I've I've always yeah. heard that he he definitely puts in the work, you know, and you can tell. I've I've listened to some interviews with him, and man, he is hardcore serious about the business of comedy. But it shows. Oh yeah, he yeah he puts the work in. I mean, he doesn't have to. Uh, you know, he's got plenty of money from what I hear, but yeah. you know, he's just really passionate about stand-up yeah. and you know he's uh constantly working it's his passion i mean what else could you do i mean i would do the same thing you know i would be still acting and all that which i'm doing now and uh it's just uh it's just a passion it's it's what you love so it's not work yeah. right if you love it it's not work exactly you know last saturday i passed 30 years in my job so I mean, wow. well, I and understand. What do you do? I'm a paramedic. Oh, boy. You, boy, you guys are heroes. <laughs> I don't know about heroes. that. I, have... I, just, I just picked from a young age and just kind of stuck with it. And, you know, what everybody says, says is a hero. I, I just figure it's going to work. You know, I don't know. I just, it's put in me. Wow, that's amazing. That is amazing. I mean, you guys, I have friends from high school that are now paramedics, have been paramedics for quite a while, and uh, they are just, they're heroes. I mean, you, you guys save lives. It's amazing what you do, you know? Well, thank, thank you very, very much. You know, that's, that's oh. one thing that got me to doing this podcast is just something to wind down from doing it. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, you guys, you would need, absolutely need some kind of an outlet. I have a friend who's a paramedic, and he has a, a rock band, plays 60s, 70s, 80s music, 90s music, mm -hmm. and goes out on the weekends and has a band and plays these clubs around here, you know? Yeah. And, you know, uh, I, I hate there's no stages right now because I also do stand-up, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's, he's the same way, you know, I... I'm ready to get back on a stage in front of people. 
But yeah, do it. Just get up and do it. It's a great release, and just have fun. The whole idea is, if you're having fun, the audience is having fun. You have to engage them, and uh, that's the best advice I can give you. You know, and um, and I I do stand up. You know, obviously I've been doing it for years, and it's a lot of fun. It it is. It's just know, really fun. And one yeah. one thing I've learned, you know, with this and the stand up and everything is. You know, as you were saying with the voiceovers, be yourself. Because when I first started this, you could tell my interviews were, I would use the radio voice. So, Sam, tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, and it yeah. sounded so made up and so canned. Yeah, exactly. And, you, yeah, you just want them to be part of the, the you want them engaged and part of the, part of your act, but in a sense that they'll listen to you yeah. and that's the difference between theater and stand-up comedy and a comedy club in the theater they come to listen to you every word they want to hear every word you say they're there to listen to you when you're in a stand-up comedy comedy club you have to make them listen you have to get them to listen to you yeah. you have to prove yourself yeah that's the difference Exactly. You, you know, you're you're trying to attention. elicit an involuntary response from a group of people you've never seen before, and it's the same response from all of them. Right. Whereas in a play, in a theater or a musical, you've come to watch and enjoy this guy act. Yeah. You may already know who he is, or you may not. But the minute they come on the stage, people applaud him before they even get to talk. Dang. And I think for the actor, it's kind of annoying because you, you know, he wants to get into the character, and you the minute you walk on stage, you break character with this, you know, <laughs> with somebody <laughs> applauding. It's like, hey, it's the fourth wall. So that's the difference. The the audience is peering in on a on a scene that they're not in. They're watching, and they're there to pay attention. Whereas in stand up comedy, you have to get their attention. Yeah. You have to get them to listen. And if you're famous, it lasts for a few minutes. If you don't have the chops to back it up, you're in a tough situation. Yeah. So, yeah. how's that? That's, how's pretty, that? that's pretty spot on. Thank you. I'll be here all week. You've got skills. <laughs> Try the veal. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. That veal is so tasty. It's like, like butter. <laughs> hey, but I want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, yeah. I tell you, I do, doing stand-up, you know, what? I'm, I'm going to ask the obligatory question. Yeah. What What is your worst, or I don't know if worst is the right word, your funniest bad experience in stand-up? Oh, my God, there's so many. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I bombed. You know, I bomb, we all bomb eventually, you know. I was in, uh, I don't know, you can just name almost any club. And... <laughs> You'll do one show, and you're the same material, and you're just killed. And the next audience that comes in, nothing, crickets. Yeah. Can't get them to listen to you, you know? And um, it's the same material. But when they say the audience is part of the comedy, yeah, yeah. It's their reaction. You have to play off their reaction. Yeah, you know, and a lot of a lot of comics right now with the quarantines and all that good stuff going on are are filming their stand up and putting it out there, which is awesome because there's so much creativity coming out of this thing, you know, the the silver lining. And at the same yeah. time, you know, I, I can't do that because I've got to feed off that audience. 
you know what? Yeah, exactly. You got to feed off the audience. That's yeah. the whole thing, you know. Now this Saturday, we're we're having a, a get together of the people that I work with, and you know we we're not really worried about the COVID because we sit two feet from each other for twelve hours a shift. So, but uh, myself and another comedian that I know are actually going to go and do a small show in front of them so we can film it for you know everybody. And that way we've got that audience to feed off of, and hopefully it's going to be funny. I hope yeah, so. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. The whole idea is it's a party and it's fun and, you know, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, most definitely. But, you yeah. know, if, if nothing else, it's going to be a good low country boil. Yeah. So I'm looking, there you go. looking forward to that. I tell you, my, my worst stand-up experience, which was also the funniest I've ever had anywhere, was my first paid show and I was in Savannah and uh-huh. I, I think I only made like 50 bucks off the show and I spent 300 to go down there and stay for the weekend which was fine because I went for the fun of it but the show was in a strip club in the back of a strip mall you go, oh, to, you go to a strip club you've got to bring the funny that's all oh, there is boy. to it oh yeah now, if if there's ever a movie made of that night, Ben Stiller will be in that movie. That's the kind of night that it was. Well, Jay Leno talks about working strip clubs when he was starting out, mm-hmm. getting up to do jokes. You know, he would just perform anywhere. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. A lot of guys did that. Yeah. Crazy. Um, there used to be a guy named Jay Hickman who he performed out of strip clubs. His home base was one in Myrtle Beach called Baby Dolls, I think. Oh, Wow. And he was so funny. I mean, his his brand of humor and his just the way he was, he could pull it off so great. Yeah, there's and, so much talent out there, you know. Yeah, and he he had a rare disease, and he he wound up dying from it. And I, I really hated that. But I've I've actually thought about getting with that club and seeing if I could do a tribute show for him. You know, and I, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, sure. Oh. I think that's great. Yeah. But yeah. Well. I can't tell you what a career move this has been. Uh, is there more that oh, we need to talk about, or uh, are we done? Or <laughs> we're, we're good, man. I can I can go all day, or I can go for ten minutes. I'm I'm easy. <laughs> I'm the most flexible podcast you will ever be on. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate it, Brad. Yep, and I appreciate all you right. coming on here. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for uh, inviting me. I really appreciate it. And you're and don't forget the back. Bob Newhart show. I played the ventriloquist, and that was a big deal. So. Nice. <laughs> and yeah. I'm still a duck. <laughs> you are the duck. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs>